You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. We're going to launch a new series, and we'll just give you the, the title or the idea. It's, we're going to be talking about humility. It's going to be a series on humility for the next four or five weeks, and uh, you say, well, why are we talking about humility? Because, you know, humility is not an easy uh, topic to talk about, and especially for week on end, but there's a lot that we're going to unpack over the next few weeks, and really, uh, the reason we're doing this, it has roots in last year, 2020, and with the COVID year, and, and I'm just curious, how many of you wish that the COVID-19 virus was completely eradicated and out of our lives forever, right? We wish that was true. And how many of you can't believe that we're still dealing with the effects and new veins and uh, new variants? And uh, man, and, uh, and my wife is going back to school and it looks like they might be wearing masks at school again. And, and it's like, oh, will this ever get over? When we moved from 2020 into 2021, I described the previous year as a dumpster fire of a year. Some of you might remember when we talked about that. And I declared this. I said, the fire is out, and we are rebuilding, restructuring, recreating, realigning, and our best days are ahead. And And I do believe that that is true. But I look back when I said that, and I'm thinking, who am I to have said that, okay, COVID is over, right? And it just keeps on merging and ups and downs, and, and, it, and it's like, man. But in that same season, as that we were seeking the Lord for 2021, uh, I was asking the Lord for some direction, and there was a word that came to my mind that I couldn't get off my mind, the word humility. And I know that there is precedence in people's lives, individuals, families, businesses, churches, that will pick a word for the year and to kind of dive into, put focus energy on and maybe create some goals around and, and, you know, with the desire to be as sharp as they can be. And I was thinking, you know, Lord, if I was going to pick a word for the year, I would pick the word promotion, right? Or I would pick the word powerful or success or joy or fun. Or if you know me, I'm the adventure guy, right? I'll be picking the word adventure, like, come on, Lord. Or even friends, like, come on, pick something positive. But I couldn't get this word humility off my mind, and it's interesting that even in our state of the church address that we addressed the members and attenders at the church at our business meeting, we did talk about how disruptive 2020 was, and at the beginning, we lost three staff people in 2020. We lost two key board members in 2020. Uh, we only hit budget two out of 12 months in the, in the year 2020. And then COVID-19, of course, with masks, no masks, and uh, all the health ramifications there. And then you add on top of that, last fall was crazy with the election and the presidential election and, uh, and all those things. So I captured all that up top. But then when I was talking about forward thinking, this is what I wrote. I said, as we continue to move forward as a church, I want to speak the word humility over us as a body of believers. And then I wrote this. I said, there's too much pride 
in our world. Even among Christians is what I wrote. Even in Christian circles. And then I said, let's admit that we may not know everything about anything. <laughs> and I remember writing that, and I was reminded of that as we wanted to kind of craft a, a sermon series around this word that I believe the Lord wants us to wrestle with this year. And there's a verse that we've attached to this idea of humility for the year, and it's found in Micah chapter 6, verse 8. And if you're taking notes, you might want to write that down, Micah 6, 8. This is kind of going to be the theme for the next several weeks. And it says this, He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? Have you ever wondered, God, what do you want from me, right? How many have ever thought that? Like, God, what do you need? What, well, how can I bless you? Or, you know, what do you require? And he answers, but to do justice and to love kindness, and then here's the key, and to walk humbly with your God. To walk humbly with your God. And so I've been taking a hard look at my own life, and I've been looking at the life of the church, and I've even asked the question, where is humility needed? Where is humility needed in my life and here at the church? And the way to answer that is not to think about humility, but to really look at the, at the inverse of pride. And we are going to spend an entire week next week looking at pride. I don't want to scare you, but it, it might be a little heavy. But uh, we're going to look at pride. And I thought, okay, where have I personally had some pride? And, I, and, I, and if I can just be honest, sometimes, you know, my wife and I, we've been on a debt-free living journey for 15 years almost. And, uh, and the Lord's been good. But, but sometimes I think and look at other people, and I'm thinking, you know what? You, if we can do it, you can do it. And there may be some pride there. Or well, in regards to my travel or maybe adventures for me, and those are some areas that the Lord has kind of worked on my life. And as a church, um, we would we celebrate what God has done, uh, but we've, we've often would say, hey, we're supporting over 120 missionaries every single month. And uh, which is true, but, uh, and I'll look at other churches and sometimes it's be like, man, you know, you're not doing much at all or whatever. And, and again, pride is so sneaky and so tricky or, or around the budget. And I've always said, we are going to be good stewards of what God brings in as a church. And, and I have said this for years and years and years. We are almost 15 years been the pastors at the Gateway Church that we've never would spend more than what was received. So we're not, is that, did I say that right? Because the first service I said it wrong. But we're never going to spend more than what we received. And then 2020 happened. And it was the first year in 14 years at that point that we spent more than what was brought in. And that was humbling. But there's like this, you know, underlying issue there. And I'm saying, all right, for all of us, like, Lord, what do you have for us in 2021 and beyond? And the word humility just keeps coming back. And when I was thinking of August and saying, hey, what could we do? I said, you know what? We need to spend some time talking about humility. So let's define humility. And actually, let's define what it's not first. It is not the same as being meek. Meekness is kind of a softness of temper or a mildness or a gentleness. And uh, although meekness and humility often will work together, they are different. Humility is also not being weak. So weakness is not the same as being humility or hum humble. <laughs> Sorry. 
It's not the same as being uh, or having this idea of submissiveness or self-effacing, like putting yourself down. No, that, that's not what humility is. Uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, the, the Christian writer from years ago, uh, was, uh, was known for saying this, that humility is not thinking less of yourself, so that idea of self-effacing, right? No, instead, it's thinking of yourself less. And that would have been a slide, so let me just say that again. Uh, C.S. Lewis said that humility is not thinking less of yourself, putting yourself down or, or anything like that. Instead, thinking of yourself less. And so it's the idea, like Francis Chan says, that humility is best exhibited by a constant thinking of others. Asking, Lord, all right, how can I be a blessing? How can I do this? And it reminded me of the message that we preached earlier this year, uh, right before the summer, uh, that we are to outserve our spouses. And for those of you that are around for that, and that's still a challenge, and it's been on my mind, and we've talked about it in our home, and, and I tried to get Jessica to do that. No, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. But humility is, is best exhibited by constantly thinking of others more than yourself. And I love this the idea that humility is an attitude of spiritual modesty. Think about that. And we're going to get our mind around that over the next few weeks, but an attitude of spiritual modesty. Not taking our desires or our successes or even our failures too seriously. We need to have a, a good, balanced view. That's a humble view about our lives. Several years back when I was, um, you know, I've been preaching for a long time. And, uh, you know, sometimes you think you hit it out of the park and you think, man, I've got this. Other times you, you show up and you're like, oof, that wasn't so great. And uh, a, a seasoned pastor told me, you know what, you're probably not as good as you think you are on your best day. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and he says, but you're not as bad as you are as you think you are on your worst day. And, it's somewhere, and that's just a humble way to look at things. Understanding our strengths and our weaknesses, really, and not allowing ourself or our self-esteem to take over. That would be a contradiction to humility. Now, there is something about humility and gratefulness that we will unpack in a couple of weeks away, and that plays a huge part. We're not going to talk about that much today, um, but it's, it's an important piece. And, uh, and I, I ran across a quote from a leadership guru, Jim Collins. I don't know if you know who that is in my studies over the last few weeks, and he said something that caught my attention. He said, outstanding leaders are the most humble leaders. Just run that through your business or through your family or through, you know, even here at the church. Outstanding leaders are the most humble leaders. And I thought, you know what, that's great. Let me expand that, that outstanding Christ followers, people that love Jesus, are the most humble people, should be the most humble people on the face of the earth. Or you could say the most um, the outstanding churches or businesses or organizations are the most humble people or organizations or churches on the planet. But humility, it's an easy word to say, but it's hard to do. Because it does, it comes in direct confrontation with the pride that we all deal with, and we will talk about that next week. But today, what I want to do is to present some benefits 
of humility in our lives to kind of launch this kind of as an introduction to the series. And if we can learn this virtue, this attribute in our lives, where would it help us? And I thought of a few different areas. And the first one is this, that it would help us cope with criticism. Now, how many of you like criticism? Anybody at all? All right. Maybe a few of you. Okay. You're weird if you like criticism, right? Like for me, I'm thinking, man, I hate to be criticized, you know? And especially when you start to do something significant or you take a, a stand for something or you, you know, you get, get involved and, and maybe, you know, you're out of, the, out of your comfort zone, you are now a target for fiery darts from the enemy, right? And from people that aren't going to always love everything you do. Do. And criticism can be tough, but if you can understand your weaknesses and your strengths and have a humble view, hum, humility will help with criticism. It'll also help you be patient with others, right? It'll help you to be gracious. If you have people in your lives that, you know, are always, you know, late or always, you know, irritating or always, you know, whatever, that, but uh, being humble in this circumstance, will help you to deal with them graciously. It'll help you have influence over others from a positive standpoint. It'll help you, humility will help you be more productive in your life. It'll help you stay grounded, and it will help you to live in the moment. And that's one of the things that I really enjoy about humility when I worked on it in my life. A few years ago, I was uh, in a uh, relationship with a guy in Grand Rapids. He was mentoring me. His name is Greg Dempster. Shout out to Greg Dempster. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows who that is, but uh, he was a blessing to me. And we, for six months, we were walking in a mentoring type of relationship. And one of the keys that we talked about for those six months, and we culminated it with a, uh, a seven-day hike up in Canada in the Kilnari Mountains. It was awesome. It was really fun, a really special time. But one of the things that we talked about was that in our relationships with other people, and he, we didn't really call it humility, but when I was studying this, my mind went back to this. He says, if we can approach relationships in every circumstance that we have nothing to gain, nothing to lose, nothing to hide, nothing to prove, boy, it really helps in those circumstances. So just think about it. Run it through your relationship. You know, you guys are sitting next to each other this morning, uh, two, two good friends here. And, and if, if you say, hey, out of our relationship, I have nothing to gain from you. I have nothing that I'll lose out of this relationship, nothing to prove, nothing to hide. That relationship is going to thrive, and it's going to, but really, it's a way of humility, and, and we will unpack that in a, a, a future message as well in its entirety. But these benefits are important. See, humility, there's so many upsides. Humble people are more generous, they're more helpful, they're more gracious, uh, I, in fact, I want you to think about the, the most humble person that you know personally. Can you think of someone that's humble in your life? I was asking someone earlier, and they were, they were saying, you know, I said, hey, who do you think of when you think of someone humble? And they said, uh, with the Olympics, uh, Simone Biles, uh, like she's been kind of humble in this season. And I thought, oh, that's good. But think of someone that you know personally, that you think of as humble. And what, what does science say about that person? That they are going to report higher physical and mental well-being. And as we unlayer uh, the ideas of humility over the next few weeks, I want the goal is that humility 
would be so revered among us at the Gateway Church in our own lives that it would become the mother of all virtues, right? It would be what we we're going to put our stock in. And let's just believe that if we really get our mind around this, that it would unlock a superpower in our lives, right, to be a most effective uh, Christ followers. But it, I could talk about humility, and I could give you examples. We could talk about people. But how many know, where, does, where do we get our roots? Where, where do we go to when we're in trouble? We go to the Word of God and, and for instruction. And, and certainly, the Bible talks a ton about humility. And I want to highlight a few of those verses. And the first one is in James chapter 4, verse 10. You can write it down, James 4, verse 10. And James, of course, was the brother of Jesus that was writing, uh, of course, after Jesus uh, was died and rose to, and uh, went to heaven. And uh, he wrote this in James 4, 10. He said, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. That sounds like promotion, right? How does promotion happen? It's through humility before the Lord. And I, when I was studying that verse and just letting that verse kind of wash over me, it reminded me of when I was a teenager just learning to play the guitar. And there were two songs that only had a couple verses or a couple keys uh, to it. And it started with the E minor, super easy, just two strings. Can you guys hear that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the first song that I learned was more love, more power, and then more of you in my life. And that's like the whole song, right? Like just E minor, D, right? And, and then the other song, yeah, you'll, you'll like this, it was humble thyself in the sight of the Lord, right? Does anyone remember that song? Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Higher and higher, and He will lift you up. I tried to audition before for the worship team, and uh, I've never made it, but that's okay. But uh, anyway, but that's rooted in that scripture, James 4.10. says, humble yourself before the Lord. And he will exalt you. And my mind went to that song, so I had to share it. The next verse I wanted to highlight was Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. And if, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. And uh, by all indications, Paul had been wronged by the religious people and the political establishment of his day uh, because of his likeness to Jesus and uh, Paul understood the benefits of humility, and it wasn't for Paul's sake. It was for the kingdom of God. And look what it says. It says, therefore, the prisoner, uh, as a prisoner of the Lord, for the Lord, I urge you to walk in a manner that is worthy of the calling to which you have been called. You say, okay, uh, how are we going to walk this out, this calling that God has put on each of our lives? I believe that each of us have a calling for sure. To how do you do that? And it says in verse 2, with all humility. Everyone say that, all humility. With all humility. Let's say it together. With all humility. Good job. In gentleness and with patience, bearing one another in love. And again, just this idea that our lives as Christ followers, we should be 
understanding what humility means. 1 Peter 5, verses 5 and 6, another great set of verses here. It says, likewise, you who are younger, and you can decide if you're younger or older, but likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. And then it says, clothe yourselves, all of you. So none of us are exempt. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And then in verse 6, it says, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you. Again, a strong warning for the church to heed, for each of us to understand and get our minds around. And then one last verse, Proverbs 3, 34, says to humble, uh, that those that are humble, the Lord will give favor to those that are humble. I'm messing it up, but yeah, the, the Lord will give favor to those who are humble. And you know, as I was thinking about these verses that are kind of root, we root our uh, faith in Scripture, and it talks about humility over and over, uh, but it's not just Scripture that identifies it with this. I, again, can you think of the person that is humble in your life, someone that you know that, you know, what happens when you walk into the same room with someone that's humble. What happens is your shoulders relax, right? Your heart beats normal because there's a calming effect when you're dealing with someone of humility. You say, well, why is that? Well, it's because that humble person understands their strengths and their weaknesses without judgment and without being defensive. And it just it makes all the difference in those relationships. Again, the idea, there's nothing to gain, nothing to lose, nothing to hide, nothing to prove. And we'll un unpack that in a few weeks from now. And I thought, man, as we start the series on humility, and we're asking the Lord, we're asking God to help us to be humble. In 2021, we are celebrating our 20 years of being in the establishment as the Gateway Church. Now, I know there were remnants from the, the uh, Grand Haven Church, uh, the Grand Haven Assembly of God before, and we'll acknowledge that. But I'm thinking, man, uh, of all the years to be humble, how, how do we do that? Because I'm thinking 20 years, let's celebrate, let's boast about this, let's shout it from the mountains, right? And I ran across a verse that really is helpful and I think will help be helpful for us in this season, uh, especially this in the next few weeks as we prepare to celebrate our 20-year anniversary. And it's rooted in Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. Let me say that again. Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. And then this is kind of how we bring a humble approach even to those to a year where we're celebrating and letting others know what God has done. Well, that's the key. Look what it says. It says, thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom or the wise church or the wise individuals boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this. And then he gives us this little phrase, this nugget of truth. It says, boast in this, that he understands and knows me. That the Lord understands and knows us. 
Let us boast in our relationship with the Lord, that the Lord understands us and he knows us. And it goes on, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love and justice and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. Then you fast forward to the New Testament in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 31. It's actually a connection to Jeremiah 9. It says this, So it is written, Let, those, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. So I thought, man, as a church, how can we celebrate? We can celebrate by sharing what the Lord has done here in our midst. That's the way we can do that. So in August of 2021, this month, we want to be looking at our own lives in regards to humility. We want to look at it as a church, but understand also that we have a lot to celebrate. We can boast in the Lord. And yes, there will be things that we need to change and tweak in our lives, and we'll, we'll dig into some of those things. But when we ask the question, how can we be, uh, or how can we make the best impact in this season, I believe it goes back to something, again, I wrote in my State of the Church address early on this year. Again, and I'm, now I'm quoting, it says, let's admit that we don't know everything about anything. Remember I said that earlier? But then I went along and said this, but let's pick up our crosses and follow Jesus wholeheartedly. That's the commission. This means that we deny ourselves and we do not push our own preferences. That's what I wrote earlier this year, and then I finished the, uh, the State of the Church Address by saying, lastly, I'm calling our church to action, and humility will result in love and action every single time, and uh, we will see that as well, that the Lord is going to help us to live humbly, even in a celebration season, and we've got an opportunity just a few weeks away that I want to share with you. On August 21st, you should have received a little flyer on your way in. Just uh, flash those at me. Hopefully you got one of these. Uh, this is to help us remind us and to help you invite others. And we got lots and lots of these. You can take as many as you'll, you take. But on that day, August 21st, from noon to 4, we are having what we're calling an end of the summer bash. And basically, we're throwing a party saying, look what the Lord has done, right? And this is not a party just for us. It's really an opportunity for you and for me to invite friends and neighbors, coworkers, uh, family members uh, to say, hey, let's come and enjoy a festival day uh, that's completely free for the family. And there's going to be a live band and free Tony's Pizza and all the ice cream you can eat from a la mode. They're going to be with us. And it's just going to be a, a, a really fun time lots of games for kids and, and uh, all kinds of things. Uh, and so it's just going to be a really enjoyable time. But what we pray is that it'll be an opener into some people's lives that may never come through the doors of the church until they have a good reason to do so. And if they come to a party, they may feel welcome and see how the Lord has used us, and we can boast in the Lord, but provide an opportunity. Uh, that same day, we're going to be launching the ministry City Serve that we've been talking about for several months now. We're pressing play on outreach, and we're going to be doing giveaways through City Serve that day that are going to be awesome. In fact, on the back of this 
uh, flyer uh, is a registration card for that day. So your friends or your family or your coworkers, you can give them one of these and say, hey, have this, so they don't have to stand in line to register. They come, they drop this in, and it's a way that we can follow up and hang with them. But it, we're going to be doing giveaways nonstop uh, through that day through CityServe. And we are just believing and praying that the Lord is going to use this in this season to make a huge impact. And we want every single one of you that are in town to be with us and to be a part of that. I want to go back to that very first verse, Micah 6.8, kind of the theme verse for this series on humility. It says, what does the Lord require? To do justice, to show loving kindness, and then to walk humbly with our God. And we're going to do that over these next few weeks as we prepare, as we're ready to receive people. And we're believing that hundreds and hundreds of people are going to come on our property and enjoy a day. And we believe that it's going to spark something special, something new, something that we've never experienced, uh, just the outpouring of God's presence in our services, and that the kingdom of God is going to advance. We believe that... This, this is part of the solution to continue to see growth here at the Gateway Church, and we're super excited, <clears throat> excited about it. I'm going to ask that you stand with me this morning, and I'm going to ask the worship team to come. And we're going we're to sing a song that will kind of uh, challenge us. It, it's the song called God of Revival. And we're believing that what God has for us is significant. And we want to be a part of that. And this morning, as we sing this song, I want you to run it through the context of humility and saying, all right, Lord, use me. When the Lord is looking across the lakeshore for a church to use to make an impact, we're looking for a family to use to make an impact, we're looking for individuals across the lakeshore to make an impact, I hope your prayer and my prayer is certainly, Lord, pick me. Choose me. Lord, choose us for your glory, for your honor. And that's what this song gets at, that we serve a God that wants to change lives and make a difference. Let's sing it together. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord, thank you that you're stirring in us in this season for what's ahead. And Lord, that you're calling us to humility be humble before you, to be humble before others. Outstanding leaders are the most humble leaders. Outstanding Christ followers are the most humble in their day-to-day. Lord, help us as we grow in our understanding in these things. In Jesus' name. You know, as I was studying this week, I realized that in order to follow Christ, in order to accept Jesus as your Savior, your personal Lord and Savior, it takes humility. You have to humble yourself and understand that your sin is keeping you from heaven. And only Jesus can forgive you of that sin. The Bible says that all have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. It also says that Jesus died for our sins, and he takes our sin as far as the east is from the west. And what that means is he, he doesn't hold it against us. That's amazing. And this morning, if you're here and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, 
Or maybe you've walked away and, uh, from the Lord and you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. We want to give you that opportunity. I'm going to ask that you just bow your head and close your eyes, no one looking around. If you're here and you need Jesus to save you, would you just lift your hand right where you are? And I want to pray with you. I'm not going to embarrass you. Yes. See the hand? Yep. A couple hands in the back. Who else? Is the Lord stirring? First service, a young man uh, came to the Lord. Who else? Thank you. Awesome. For the sake of the two, let's just... Could we just, can I just lead you in a prayer? Would you say this after me? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for the sin in my life, for the mistakes that I've made. But today I put my hope in you. I believe that you died on the cross for me. And you can take my sin away. So I put my faith and my hope in you. And Lord, help me to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We've got some resources. If you're online and you prayed that prayer, or if you're here, we've got resources that we can give you at the Connection Center. But on the online, just make yourself known. We will make a connection. We, we will work tirelessly to get you what you need to take some first good steps in that direction. Uh, that's the commission today. And so, Lord, help us today as we uh, consider how we can serve, how we can live out these messages on humility. Lord, I pray that you would just uh, bless our efforts. And, Lord, that you would go before us, behind us, and around us as we leave today. Use us this week in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Make sure you stop by those tables and fill out where you can serve. And God bless you. Go in the grace of God. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.